Hey, mother. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to another edition of Yippie Kaye Mother Podcast. I'm Ralph Quartucci. I'm Sean Peckinpah Murphy. I'm Debbie Murphy. Michelle Wojo Wojcikowski. I'm Brad Barrowy. I'm John Quartrucci. And I'm Drew Gould, and I just finished alphabetizing my Blu-rays. <laughs> oh, wow. <you're> so <laughs> nice. You know, I knew given, given Sean the intro, something was going to happen. So thank you, Sean, for that. <laughs> that was uh, fantastic. <laughs> well, here we are, another edition. We took a little bit of a little bit. Of, Happy New Year, everybody. It's 2021. Thank you. Happy Same to you. So far, so good. I don't think anything big's been going on. Anybody? Put that, anybody? <laughs> <laughs> no. Put that 2020 uh, behind us. We're gonna play. We're gonna try a little different stuff in this iteration of Yippie Kai Mother Podcast. We'll get into it as we do it. Um, I have a little house cleaning stuff to take care of. One of which is our the website name. I've been getting a lot of complaints that people, when they search our name, Yippie Kai Mother Podcast, is kind of difficult to spell. I mean, think about all the e's and p's and. I don't even know how to spell yay. Is it with an E? So I, sh- I, had, I had shortened this. And if you look at our old videos up in my window, I always had this little shortened version of our, you know, of our website, which I use all the time. I should have, I get made a big bit of bigger deal. But can you guys see that? Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Wow. I'm YKY. Aroused. Look at that beautiful that is. work that went into that one. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so the shortened version is ykymp.com. Okay. Um, a lot of whys. So when no, why can't we, that's easy. So when you search that, it goes right, right there. Nice. And then, uh, can you guys see this? Well done. You see in the website? No, no, no but the sign looks really uh, nice. The sign. Oh, here we go. I have to yeah. do that. Now oh, there you see go. The website. Wow. Okay. Now, if you come to the website, as you can see, out at you. you've got all our Facebook. You know, if you go to YouTube, it, it goes directly to our channel. You can see all our oh, videos. Yeah. Scroll nice. down here to Young Frankenstein. Got nine wow. points. Even got some queued up videos there. It's a wow. couple queued up, right? A little bit right. of everything. We can, um, let's see. If you go to right at this banner up here, look at all these movies wow. we've done, right? Look at that. You click on this, goes right to the YouTube. Now, how about the other who, thing? Who's on oh, it? Do you have anything about who's on it? Yeah, we do, but we've got. There's, there's somebody. Oh, keep oh, rolling. Now, oh, no, yeah, keep to. going. No, keep I, going. I, I want to see the rest oh, of the list. Oh, no, Ralph, scroll. Oh, yeah, there's oh, Al. Oh, <laughs> wait, is Hassan on there too? Yeah, we're, is, we're Oh, missing. look at Hassan. Look at that. Hassan doesn't even so, watch the movies, yeah. and he's got a picture we're, on the we're, site. We're missing that's awesome. <laughs> wow, that's really great. As you can see we've got Twitter. We've got SoundCloud. We're all here. Everything's here. Facebook. And then our current video is right there. So, Ralph, I do have one question. You said a lot of people were asking about this. Just for my own edification, what constitute a lot of people <laughs> asking about two. this? It was two. Okay, two. Okay, well, that's, that's about 20%. No, so that's very, very, one. very, very important. <laughs> so it was two very important people. Uh, uh, me, myself, and I. It was three, actually. It was me, oh, there you go. I. But seriously, ykymp.com. That's the, uh, that three. Uh, ykymp.com gets you right to this website, which takes you to YouTube and all the channels. So anyway, nice. I just want to throw that out. All right. Now, awesome. Nice job. Here's the next que- next thing is what you watch this week. Let's start with Wojo and Brad. Uh, well, since I'm not going to say this week, but since we were on last time, we watched Midnight Run, recommended oh. by Ralph, which we actually loved. So everyone make a note. And mm-hmm. we're not going to talk about that movie, which is probably why we liked it so much. So, um, <laughs> and you guys had never seen it, right? No, we had never <laughs> seen yeah. it. Oh, wow. It's really Love good. Yeah, that's a good one. It's really good. 
otherwise, we've been, I mean, I hate to say same old, same old, but we've been watching um, Ugly Betty and Scrubs. We're, we're on like fourth season of that. Mm-hmm. And I, I've been watching um, the last season of Shameless. And it's really making me sad, even though there were times when I've watched this show where I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're doing this. And Brad would say, Michelle, it's called Shameless. So, <laughs> but that's, that's it. A, yeah, OK. We okay. both had to uh, work all weekend, so we didn't watch anything. No. All right. Um, that's for both of you. You and, and Brad. Yes. Yeah, okay. I didn't. I thought that's I how we were doing this. I believe well, the I believe the rule was one per square. If I remember, I guess you're right. I forgot. It's been so long. It's in here. Drew, let's I go to Drew. Two. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, Drew. So, clock is on, Drew. You got three minutes. Go. So I watched a Christmas movie um, called Joya Noel, which is from 2005. My therapist recommended it, and it's about um, Christmas 1914 in World War One, when there were a bunch of spontaneous, uh, basically ceasefires yeah. for the evening. Right. And it's really, it's a very good, sweet movie. It's got a great cast. It's got uh, Diane Kruger and a bunch of um, you know people that will be familiar if you watch a lot of uh, French films and um, Daniel Brühl, who's in a lot of Hollywood movies. And it was just really, it was really sweet and moving and, um, I guess I'm a guy that just randomly watches Christmas movies anytime. So thank you, John, for opening my eyes. And based uh, on a true story, by the way, right? That's based on a true it's, story. It's, right? it's yeah. based. It's inspired by the fact that it happened in yeah. several places. Yeah. Everything is everything is uh, artistic license as far as the characters and all that kind of stuff. But but it was good. And then I'll recommend something I haven't finished yet. Um, just watch the first two episodes of Pretend It's a City, which is on Netflix. It just premiered. It's uh Basically, Fran Leibowitz and Martin Scorsese talking about New York City. And oh, wow. Just great. It's just really, it's, it's funny. And she, it's, really, it's really Fran Leibowitz talking about New York City. Yeah. She is the, <laughs> and just the, the, the life that she's had and the, the things that she's done and the experiences that she's had. And it's, it's about this, this New York that's it's, it's really an imaginary New York, but it's also real. And she has cufflinks by Alexander Calder and all these little details of things. And it's just, it's really, really funny. So if you, uh, if you want to remember what it was like to live in cities where people were allowed to walk around, and that's <laughs> one of the world, uh, for a lot of people, I recommend um, Pretend It's a City. And I look forward to watching more of it. Nice. And that's true, two true New Yorkers going, doing that. So right. it must be very interesting. It's great. Sean and Debbie, what do you got? Well, guess what? We actually went to the movies. With our granddaughters, we went to an actual theater. Wow. It's open in Baltimore. And we saw The Croods 2. Oh. The um, the animated? Yeah. Yeah. The animated film. We went with three of our granddaughters. There was one other woman with, what, two or three kids in the theater. It was a matinee. And uh, it was a delight to be in the theater again. And um, everybody was socially distant. We yeah. don't, that was like great. Nobody was next to it. They were like three rows away from us. Yeah. So we just had our pod. Was it weird? Was it strange no, to be in a? It was great. It yeah. was great. We had popcorn. The theater people said, told Debbie that it's been really slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's a shock. Did you guys stay awake? <laughs> <laughs> Did you stay awake for the film or what? Yeah. It was. A, it was. I don't know if you've seen Crude's one. No. But I like actually like Crude's two better. Oh. 
Because we okay. have little grandchildren, we see all these movies like through their eyes. You see it through their eyes. Yeah. Oh, that was it. Was Frozen One, Frozen Two. Oh, I used to love going to the movies with my kids. I'd sleep. That's when I, John and I saw. What did we see, John? What was that? Uh, Strike Force One, that Spielberg movie. What was that? The uh, Oh no, Ready Player One. Ready Player One. I slept through the whole thing. Yeah, that's a loud movie. You must have been I, I, was I asked so him questions about it. What do you think about that ending? Why? What happened? <laughs> I do want to say that we also watched The Perfection, but we'll save Ooh. our comments on that till later. Yeah, but I do have, want to, uh, a spoiler, it goes full boxing Helena. Oh, yeah. I had the same yeah. response to it then that I did in that film. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, John, John had uh, John watched that this weekend, so we'll talk I, about. I, that I did so. a reactionary video watching the perfection. That was my yeah. deal to get Drew and his wife to watch. Uh, it's a wonderful life. Yeah, <laughs> I you kind of reneged a little because you only recorded the last minute. It wasn't my know. fault. I feel like I feel like you need to do it again. I recorded the whole thing. I could not sit through that movie again. I am not watching that movie again. <laughs> no way. All right, what'd you watch this week then, John? What do you got? Well, I watched a lot of football, which was fun. There were some really really good games and some really Your awful Ravens. games. Woo-hoo! Yeah, they look good. Uh, and the Browns look good. They're going to get smoked by the Chiefs. But anyway, it was a good game. And Brady against Drew Brees, I think, is going to be great. Yeah, but Tampa I watched, Bay is looking good. Tampa Bay looks really good. I don't think no, anyone's Tampa beating Bay. I don't think anyone's beating Green Bay. Bay. No one's beating Green Bay. That's really. Uh, I actually watched the Maltese Falcon with uh, Humphrey Oh, Bogart. that turns 80 this year. Yep. It's yeah. uh, John Houston's first movie. film. It was the movie that really uh, catapulted Humphrey Bogart. And it's a true film noir. And the supporting cast, Sidney Greenstreet, Peter Laurie, uh, Mary Astor, they're all great. It's a great movie. The dialogue's great. Humphrey Bogart is so good in that movie. And if you ever see, if you only think of Humphrey Bogart, Casablanca or Gangsters, see this. He's so good as Sam Spade and John Huston does a great job directing it. And it's, it's almost verbatim from da- uh, Daniel, ha- uh, Dashiell Hammett. Dashiell Hammett. Dialogue. They didn't really change a lot of it, so it's uh, it's it's very similar to the book. But I, I just love those old movies. So it's the stuff that dreams are made out of. Yeah. See, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, I have a moral question about this movie and the credit. The script was nominated for an Oscar. John Huston was got the nominee, but his secretary essentially wrote the script because he she told her to write the di- to write the book down in dialogue form, and he so. You know, it was so close to the book, which I've read. Yeah. I've read most. I've read all of his novels, not all of his shorts stories. But um, it makes you wonder, couldn't he have given her some credit? But, you know, hey. Well, I mean, that's uh, Orson Welles and Mank, right? I mean, same yeah. thing with that. Well, we'll deal with Back that later. Sure yeah. so, but it's so good. If you have never seen it, see it. I mean, Ralph wouldn't like it, but. I've I really seen it and I liked it. So it's great. It's a great movie. I, I think Ooh. I saw the colorized version. You saw the colorized version? The Maltese Falcon was purple. It was wild. Mm. They did this thing. <laughs> Ralph, what right. did you watch? Here's what I watched. I watched the new Nicolas Cage series on Netflix about the etymology of swear words. <gasps> and you've got to watch that one. It's fantastic. Nicolas Cage and cursing. Still, my favorite thing. It's literally about six or eight shows. They're only about twenty minutes long. He brings on scientists and 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 scholars who talk about the etymology. Is, is that the yeah. right word, etymology? How yeah. About the, okay. I thought that was the bugs. origin of the origin of words, and they they do the the classic swears. It's awesome. What's it That's called? Ah, uh, I don't know. Something about swears. Swear Cage. words. Just look for yeah. swear words. I'll look okay. it up. I'll look it up. How is Nick Cage? How's how's he look? He looks fantastic. Uh, he's he doing his typical. Nick, he's doing his typical Nick Cage, which is fantastic. 
he does nick he's he, he goes a little overboard but he's he's also playing it um oh. uh, <laughs> do you have the name you see the name you got it there um um Okay. I should I should have been more prepared. I just know it's about swears. Yeah, so that's, that's disappointing, why I, I Ralph. Usually, it. you know the name of the show you watch. But yeah. this, is okay. it a new series? You look up is Netflix. Like really you can figure it out. Yes, it's, it's uh, just started. Go back it's started. Drew, did you? I don't well, think you. It would, no, it Drew, would I didn't hear the audio from you. Swear words. Say something, Drew. Is that better? Okay, there you go. Now yeah. we hear you. Okay. I didn't think we were hearing Drew. I kept seeing his mouth move. Yeah. Uh, well, you can always put up the it's called, title. It's called, it's called, the. Uh, this is, you know, now how you couldn't find it. It's called The History of Swear Words. Okay. With Nick Cage. <laughs> Excellent. So you recommend and it. They, you... They, they do them all. They're great. They you don't do the big one. They don't do the See You Next Tuesday. But they That'll do all the other two, I guess. Yeah, that's maybe. The, that's the big one. The big one. Yeah. Um, all right. All right, now I am so excited about here's this. What, here's what it is. Everybody, stand by. This is the new. Get ready. Get Woo! ready. It's called Yippie Kaye Movie Showdown. <laughs> Woo! In this right. corner. In this corner. All right. So the way this works is now we randomly pick people. Going forward, we're going to randomly pick people with our random picker. I'll show you that in a second. But um, <laughs> but we picked three three people were chosen for this first one. It was Sean, Debbie, and myself. And the way it works is we each bring a film to the table. It's kind of like our uh, uh, the Halloween roulette and the Christmas roulette, except it's not a roulette. We're calling a showdown. Each oh, one yeah. of us brings each one of us brings a film that we pitch to the seven of us. Okay, in the same genre. Same genre, right? We picked right. a we picked a genre. This one, I'll show you how we picked it. Don't want to give it away yet. Um, we picked the genre. And the three of us bring a film that we pitch to these guys, to all of us. And then we vote on the film that we're going to actually watch. And through movie magic, we're going to actually watch it in this show. So we're going we're gonna to pick the movie. And then two seconds later, we're going to do our review of that film, all of us. It's amazing. And, how and we magically might be wearing change. completely different clothes. Yeah, crazy <laughs> how this works. But anyway, now, wait, so I have a question. When Sean and Debbie get to sell their films... Should one of them get out of the camera range so one person owns it? <laughs> now, as long as they agree that they're not going to whisper in each other's ear and give any hints. That's I want to see Debbie is, full screen with those pigtails, I mean, man. In reality, this is a bit of a it's a bit of a contest. So they're they're competing. Debbie, you get a little Catholic school outfit, man. I'm all in. You know what I'm saying, Debbie? <laughs> Oh, bring that That's a little inappropriate. That was very inappropriate. This is no longer. This is now the inappropriate bell, and it's it's signed by Sean on the bottom because really he does most of it. Sponsored by Sean. Sponsored by Sean. So and who um, got the bell rung first, John? Yeah, uh, I don't think that was in twenty twenty one. Is starting off great, and remember, you guys, we're competing against each other because the winner moves on for the next one. <laughs> So whoever yeah. wins gets two new people to compete against. Now nice. it's a bit like Survivor, and we can all ro- you know vote against who. Yeah. We can't have more than vote you right off the like, island. Right, we'll vote, vote. So anyway, but here's how we here's how we're gonna start picking things. How much did those grab? Oh, look at that! That is serious. Oh, oh my god! Right, so that's how we pick the westerns. Later, I'll show you how we pick the people. But that's oh my god! We're gonna get eleven. All right, people so here this. we go. <laughs> Deborah is going to step up to the plate to pitch the first film. Now, tell me when you want to show the preview. I'll, you know, it's up to you because I'm competing against you. So I, you know, I want to see the preview first. You want to show that right away. What's the film? Shenandoah. Shenandoah. Okay. 1965. I know how you feel about this war, Paul. 
I guess we all more or less feel the same way. But I don't see how we can just sit by and ignore it any longer. Now you say it's not our business, not our fight. But we're Virginians. Then why I should send my family to do somebody else's fight? Yeah, bro, take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. Virginia needs all of her sons, Mr. Anderson. That might be so, but these are my sons. They don't belong to the state. We do our own living, and thanks to no man for the right. This war is not mine, and I take no note of it. Leave my family alone. Because if you don't, it's between you and me, boy. That was the original trailer. That music sounded no, very modern. Now listen, I, I look them up. That's what I get. Boy, wow. James, that, that James uh, Stewart. That song, yeah. That's why. Yeah. Kicking ass and taking names. Very I like prescient, that. Badass Jimmy very... Stewart. Right. Jimmy Stewart All right, in the role of Charlie Anderson. He's the father, the uh, patriarch of eight boys and one girl. And uh, through the Civil War, and they're smack dab in the middle of it in their Virginia home. Their big ranch. They have a huge ranch. Um, beautiful ranch it's shot in northern california or no where was it shot? I forget. they shot it in santa clarita thank in, you uh, the disney ranch okay thank you drew um but it's beautifully shot the cinematography is just stunning um the the music i remember it being just very quaint and uh sweet but it's just fits right in with the story jimmy stewart says this my corn i take <laughs> I take serious because it's my corn and my potatoes and my tomatoes and fences. I take note of it because they're mine. But this war is not mine, and I take no note of it. That's the last. Could you, know, you could you have Brad? Could you have Brad read one of those? Brad, can you? <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy, Jimmy Stewart. Jimmy Stewart. My Jimmy potatoes Stewart. and tomatoes. <laughs> oh, my God, my potatoes mean everything to me. <laughs> <laughs> the like, war, no. How about this doggone war? <laughs> <laughs> All Thank right. you, Brad. Well, Clarence? that sealed it. Brad's impression sealed it for. I'm not picking that movie. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. It's a joke. I'm kidding. I'm just kidding. I All right, good. It's All like right, my favorite that's movie. our first contender. First contender, Shannon Doa. All right, second contender, Sean. I'll let you go. Okay. Well, my film. I got to admit, I put some thought into this because I love I love good westerns, I and I was going to go with <laughs> and I was going to go with Once Upon a Time in the West, but I didn't think I thought you would all rebel against the uh, length of that right. film. It's a great movie. And then I was going to go with The Searchers, but I knew uh, Ralph would complain about some of the old style. Complain, I would be very, you know, I probably would have picked that one. But yeah, okay. so instead, I would have voted I for that to one. Go with the nineteen thirty nine. I mean, nineteen sixty nine. Sam Peckinpah oh. masterpiece, The Wild Bunch. Mm. 
Could we see the trailers, Mr. Quattrocki? I'll do my best. Wild <laughs> West was pretty well tamed by 1930. I saw one just like it in Waco. Hey, fight, you know what I hear? I hear they take over those things up north that can fly. No, oh, that was a balloon, you damned old fool. No, the old man's right. They got motors, wings, go 60 miles in less than an hour. Driven to the border by the irresistible thrust of civilization were the remnants of the breed that had made the West wild. If they move, kill them. The payrolls were harder to get at. The army rode the railroad now. There were still a few trails for the kind who'd be cold before they were tamed. They called them the Wild Bunch. Pike had been a gentleman of principle. He still had a principle or two. We're not getting rid of anybody. We're going to stick together just like it used to be. When you side with a man, you stay with him. And if you can't do that, you're like some animal. You're finished. Dutch had dug for gold. He gave up digging. How many cases did you take from the train? Sixteen cases of rifles. We lost one on the trail. He stole it. <laughs> Barton should have been a lawyer. He always argued. Relax, it's just some champagne we ordered. Sykes had been a gunman in his day. He still had the gun. We, we, we gotta get him back! How? Gorch had been trying for years. Sometimes he almost worked up to normal. I want to meet my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Do I have to watch the movie now? I think I just saw the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, let, me get, let me just say a little bit about this film. First, a, a summary. An aging band of outlaws take one last job, stealing guns for the U.S. Army, stealing guns from the U.S. Army for a Mexican general in this masterful Western about the end of the West. The film is director Sam Peckinpah's true classic. It is a perfect mix of director script, timing, and ultimately casting. Since this is a film about men, Peckinpah's trademark misogyny is less pronounced than in many of his other films, and he never had a better canvas for his explicit yet poetic violence. This is one of the truly great Westerns. There would not be another great American Western until 1992's Unforgiving. My one complaint with the film is that the Blu-ray features only the director's cut, the theatrical version of the film was superior. None of the restored scenes are truly needed. They only slowed down the narrative. And I tell you what, I will say one thing. Debbie was watching it with me, and she had a criticism of the movie. 
She said it was hard to follow because there were too many characters. All I could say was, not for long. This <laughs> film, <laughs> more people die in this film than any other Western ever made in my was this the uh, was this the first one where the slow motion stuff was such a prominent part of it? It had that. This, it was one also one of the first ones where they used squids too. Yeah. Oh, with, with this a lot film of blood. was really really shocked a lot of people because yeah. of its use of squids, slow motion, fast. What's driving. a squid? Squid. Squid. You, know, when you, squid. Someone, you see that blood splatter out. Oh, okay. Yeah, squid with a bee. Lives in the ocean. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Explosive <laughs> with a blood bag is what it is. But that's yeah, a little right bag <laughs> with a little explosion, you know. So um, this film, if I don't think it was the first, but it was the first that made major use of squibs and all too. Well, it was also the first western that really showed the the result of a bullet hit. Yeah. I mean, usually they, they just collapsed. And that's right. They didn't really show the. I mean, they really didn't show it. This they showed it. How long is this film? Do you know. But you know, it's like that long. Two and you know, <laughs> long. depends what format you're seeing it in. No, it's about it is two hours and thirty minutes long. Yeah, the, the tape made just, a little bit longer. I'm just throwing it out there for voting purposes, other than well, oh, that's why oh, I would. Oh, <laughs> sly dog. The most important question: How long is this movie? Why? Wow. I just I, I don't know. I said, did I say that out loud? <laughs> Can't sniff that. Tape. I have brought a I have brought a western to the table because it's a western genre theme. Oh, um. No. I am. I am seventy one. Smart Alec look on your face. Nineteen seventy two. No, my movie was uh, came out in twenty eleven. Okay, oh, and it's the wow. unofficial. It's the unofficial sequel to Witch Casting the Sundance Kid. Okay, it's called Blackthorn. There's only two moments in a man's life. The ones when he leaves home. And the other one's when he returns. I thought you were after me. You know, Greg. They have been following me for days. I need your help. I didn't give you your money back, but it's hidden. That's why they're after me. How much money did you steal, Eduardo? $50,000. Yeah, well, that's $25,000 for me then. I thought if I was going to die of old age, I might as well go back home to do it. But hell, this seems like as good a day as any to die. I'm glad I'm with you. Butch Cassidy himself. We are not gonna die, old man. Now you have it all. Your name, your life. You're a damn legend. And here you are. Here you are. Here I am. 
This film stars the late, great Sam Shepard as Butch Cassidy. Eduardo Noriega, who's the young guy uh, that he meets up with, and it's directed by a guy named Matteo Gill. I don't know any of this guy's films. I just know I caught this movie a few years ago. I was intrigued by the fact that it was an unofficial sequel to Butch Cassidy. We all know that iconic scene at the end of Butch Cassidy where the two of them are frozen before they meet their demise. This film takes the approach that Butch actually lived and he's in Bolivia. This is the movie takes place in Bolivia and his whole in this film, he just wants to get back home and it's about him trying to get back home. I think it's based in some reality because I have read stories about the fact that uh, Butch and Sundance actually didn't get killed in that shootout and that they went on and, and, and there's a lot of callback scenes in this where they go back in time to the old gang and you see Butch and Sundance and all that. And, and they propose what actually happened uh, to the two guys. And ultimately he changed his name to this uh, 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 black who plays Sundance in the flashbacks. I don't know who plays. I actually don't know who the, who plays. Right. Um, so you really didn't do a lot of research before this. I researched enough to know that this is the one I wanted to show. Okay. I just want to make sure. Um, I think it looks great that you see the salt flats that they shot on. Yeah. The film is, the film is gorgeous. Was it filmed Sam in Shepard. Bolivia? I think it was filmed over there in Argentina. Where's Bolivia? Is that Argentina? I don't know. No, it's, 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 it's Bolivia. Okay. So yes, it was shot somewhere else <laughs> other than the United States. I okay. bet I know as much about Bolivia as you do about Atlantic City, New Jersey. Uh, maybe. That may be true. Well, that's a I, line from Butch Cassidy. Okay. I knew that too. Okay. So I, I was just intrigued by the fact that this is sort of an unofficial sequel to Butch Cassidy, a beloved character. And Sam Shepard is, you know, there's some reviews I've read that they, they a little slow in places and things like that. But I, I watch Sam Shepard. I could watch him shave. I think he's great. And, How long's uh, the movie? Hour and a half. Oh, Ooh. one hour, 30 minutes. So Ralph, the tone of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid has some humor in it. Yeah. This looks like a pretty, doesn't this look is, like I, that. I don't know. It's definitely not. But the okay. scenes where they go back, they, they call out some of the scenes from the original film in some of the flashbacks. And you see the playfulness they had as a gang. And oh, okay. Like so they do, they do. And it's touching. I mean, there, there, there's, a, there's some stuff that goes on with Butch and Sundance that isn't in the other movie that may or may not be true. And it's, it's a pretty touching film in that, in that way. So. That's my film. That's like uh, Brokeback Mountain there, you're saying? I'm not. I No, I was not <laughs> saying that. I don't want to give away anything, but... Um, <laughs> you know. A gay subtext? Is that what you're telling us, Ralph? <laughs> this is wow. a good... That, what? That's not what I... Deborah brought Wow, up. that's not a sub I, I know what the thorn up. is. What? Yes, the thorn. Oh, Jesus. Bell. Here we go. Bell. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> How are you going to work that one in? That any, any questions? Anybody have any questions? Let's yeah. vote. On. I think these are all great choices. I'm going to vote for Shenandoah. Nice. Um, because I haven't seen Butch Cassidy in a long time, and I want to see Blackthorn. It's been on my list for a while, so I want to see Butch Cassidy again. And uh, I have seen The Wild Bunch, not for a long time, and I would have been happy to watch that as well. But Shenandoah, I think, will be... Uh, a great discussion. And, you know, John, you got me all in a Jimmy Stewart mood after Christmas movies. So uh, I vote for Jen and Dylan. There you go. John, what do you got? This me? is a tough one for me because uh, I love the wild bunch, but Blackthorn and Shannon Doa, I have not seen. I thought I saw Shannon Doa, but I have not. And since I am a gigantic Jimmy Stewart fan, I'm going to go with Shannon Doa. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> all right uh wojo 
Well, I'm gonna ca- I'm gonna cast my vote for Blackthorn because I love Sam Shepard. I adore Sam Shepard. I was so upset when he passed. Mm. Uh, I studied his plays in college, um, so I loved him as a writer and an actor. And I just I'm gonna watch that film whether it gets chosen or not. So. Okay, Brad. Well. Since I've never seen Spit Butch Cassidy, I'm going to pick Blackthorn anyway. Okay. <laughs> oh, well, I did that. Uh, Debbie. Twist. Well, I'm screwing myself. I, I know I should. I know. Ring the bell, Ralph. Oh, oh, Jesus. I know, <laughs> I know. I've seen The Wild Bunch. And I'm going to have to go with the Blackthorn because yeah. I've never seen it. And, you know, I'm I'm messing myself up because... I'm eliminated with Shenandoah. You know, I, 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 okay. But I have to vote. Okay. This is, Sean, you're in a tough position right now. I'm going to. You ain't kidding. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> since you guys stopped me, I originally was going for Shenandoah and you made me stop. Now I'm going to go for Wild Bunch because I know that now I put Sean in a very prickly situation. Why? Well, is it tie? No, don't worry it about it. It will be. Yeah. Just, just right now. Just, Sean, what's your this vote? Not fair. This is not fair. Oh. It's like a, the election has been stolen. Ah, <laughs> Sean, Sean, what is your oh, vote? We are not going there. <laughs> Listen, I haven't said. I haven't said. Well, you, you can't know vote. what? I'll tell you what. Blackthorn. The Wild Bunch is definitely the best of the three, you know. But Blackthorn is a film that I will see because it does have Sam Shepard. I love Butch Cassidy. The official remake was Butch and, Ca- you know, Butch and Sundance, the early years. Yeah. It sucked. This looks better than That's that. It's a prequel, one. not a sequel, but okay. Yeah. yeah. But, um, you know, I'm not just doing this because Debbie's my wife. Oh, yes, he is. It's because of the pigtails. Yeah, He's a very cute. Yeah. But you know what? No. I enjoy Shenandoah. I didn't expect this. We got a problem here. We got a tie. What? We have a tie. We got seven people. We can't have a yes, tie. Well, we've got Ralph. three for Shenandoah, three for Blackthorn, <laughs> and one for uh, Wild Bunch. Well, then you have to be. You have to pick a different uh, one. That's that's not fair. I can't. Okay, pick, okay. Uh, but you can't pick your own movie. Right, right. I can't. Shenandoah so. wins. Yeah. Listen, you, we're, we're not going to do wrong with any of these movies. So no, I'm going to watch Blackthorn. Yep. But I'm going to, I, I want to watch. Because I want to hear right. Debbie do Jimmy Stewart more next right. week. Now, love everybody, <laughs> everybody <laughs> needs to go and go watch the film. And we'll talk about it when we come back. And when we're done talking about it, we pick the next. Debbie moves on. And we Debbie. Pick the next yeah, good job. And we pick Thank the next you. two people. And we also swing for the next genre. God, this new uh, format. I love it. It's crazy. All right. <laughs> all right see we'll you see guys you in time. see you guys in two minutes yeah two minutes let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat let's all go to the lobby to get ourselves a treat all right, here we are. We're back through the ma- movie, magic movie what a stuff. Movie. We just we just watched the wow, film. That was crazy. Now, before we move on, just saw it. I got to change hats because I want to show the only thing I liked in this film. <laughs> 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 
was the hat that uh, Jimmy Stewart was wearing. All right. <laughs> What's on the tag? Oh, it's a little uh, effort. We'll do it live. Oh, it's covering up a blemish on the hat. Oh, so Indiana Jones. Nice. All right. So, Debbie, we just all watched this film called Shenandoah. Again, remind us why uh, this one won. It exists. Please. I mean, exactly. Oh, come on. Jimmy Stewart's starting this one, and I think he, he just shines like a diamond. It's about, you know, the Civil War and a family um, going through it, but not involved in it. They tried to stay out of it. And, you know, when you try to stay out of a war, when you're in it, you got to find a way to survive it. And um, it got really, what I love about it, it reminded me of uh, my family and um, not that they were in a civil war, um, you know, recently, but my relatives were um, in the farming business in uh, Staunton, Virginia, and they did have a big farm, huge farm, and uh, they had... uh, Bless you. you know, the reason why I love this movie, identify with it. And I had cousins that live in Kentucky, uh, Lexington, Kentucky, and they always had a, a strange accent to me. And uh, but they were just wonderful people. And we loved our cousins, but we couldn't imagine, you know, fighting with, um, you know, the North and the South. You're very kin. You're going to fight with them. So. I'm curious uh, what your thoughts are about this movie. I loved it. I saw it when I was 10. The lead um, young character was 16 at the time, or he portrayed a 16-year-old. And I fell in love with him. I mean, I I didn't even know what a crush was, but at 10 years old, I I knew it. I loved him. But, uh, you know, that's me. But I was, uh, I got really involved in in the spiritual stuff. And even, you know, how could you be, a spiritual person as the South, you know, they, everybody had to go to church on Sunday and how would they, how did they recognize that with being a Christian and owning another person? Doesn't it's discongruent to me in my mind. I can't fathom, you know, what, how did they justify that? And there was a big uh, part of the North that fought against it. You know, they divided the country um, uh, the union won. So thank God the right side won, but it's interesting to me that, you know, a regular person at that time would even fight for something that they wouldn't even have slaves. You know, why would they do that? Yeah. Well, they, they very, they very early in the film, we'll get into everybody's opinion, I think, but very early in the film, they make it clear that none of the, everybody around that table didn't believe in owning slaves. Even Jimmy Stewart asked, if you had a friend that owned slaves, what would you, you know, hey, Paul, I don't know what I would say. You know, it's very, they kind of established that right from the beginning that this particular family did not believe in owning, owning slaves. Um, so they, you know, so, but we can debate that or as people bring up their opinions, we can find out more. So I'd I like think to know. The, um, war settled people's opinions on the slavery issue. I'm sorry? I believe the war settled people's opinion on the slavery issue. We're not going back. Well, thankfully, but I'm not sure it did. But now, Sean, you're sitting in the same square with with your lovely wife with the pigtails. Um, What was your you said you told me earlier you love this film. Love, you know, I I like this kind of Western. I think it's um, 
I thought Jimmy Stewart gave a very strong performance in it. I saw this film long before I met Debbie, and and I liked it. I've seen most of Andrew McLaughlin's kind of um, manly action type films, and um, to me, this sort of fits in the same category as that Anthony Perkins film, Friendly Persuasion. You know, where it's the same thing. You know, trying to stay neutral during the war, and uh, but but I I just thought Jimmy Stewart was very good. I thought he he had a great presence. You know, and I know Debbie talks about spirituality, but he really doesn't have much. It's sort of like he prays his praise. It's like we did all the work, but I suppose we're going to have to pray. <laughs> well, he's doing it for his wife, right? He said, yeah, he's only going to church because of his wife. He's going to church for his right. wife and all and this and that. And, you know, I just felt that the Civil War scenes were um, pretty well done. You could tell that they were done by um like I think you said they were stock footage, but some of the only the beginning, the opening, the opening scene was. Yeah. And even some of the later battles, you could tell they were done with actors. Now, whenever you see something with the Civil War, it's done with a bunch of reenactors. Yeah. And, you know, there's a certain, you know, reenactors take themselves way too seriously, you know, and they tend to be really stiff. So um, I kind of like the action sequences in this better than you would in a modern film. But mainly to me, the thing that hinges on this film is, um, is Jimmy Stewart, and also I find the career of the writer very interesting, and I find it hard to believe that this film became an, a Tony Award-winning Broadway musical, you know, based on his own script. He won a Tony for this. I, uh, you know? I am amazed by that as well. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, Drew, Drew, you were very quiet in the first half of this thing, so now it's your time to shine. So let's go. Well, what do you I got? I have a lot of thoughts about this movie. Okay. But you got uh, eight minutes, so let's go. Not, thank you. And <laughs> hold your questions till the end. Um, I'm not, I don't know why I haven't seen this movie. I mean, I think as Westerns go and stuff, I guess it's relatively minor. But I like Jimmy Stewart. I like a lot of the people in the cast. Uh, I didn't have a crush on Philip Alford, but I thought he was wonderful as Jem in To Kill a Mockingbird. So that was nice to recognize him as the youngest son, known in the credits as Boy. The whole movie is boy. The whole movie, yeah. Boy. But, um, you know, there's a certain kind of genre of movie that I really like, which is about um, life behind the lines in a time of war. So it reminded me of stuff like uh, Cold Mountain and Free State of Jones and War Horse and Defiance. And um, it's better. It's all those movies are better than this movie. Because to me, the the whole moral stand that they take, which is we're not getting involved in this war, even though, as you said, right at the beginning, we learned that none of them want to own slaves. None of them think that slaving, uh, they would fight for their slave owning neighbors, things like that. It's um, it's neutral. It's neutrality and it's neutrality in a real moral conflict. And that really bothers me. And so when it actually touches them personally, then they act on things. And I, I don't know, I just found myself really irritated with um, with Jimmy Stewart's character, the whole movie, because he was the kind of guy who was always taking a stand, except I felt like he was not taking a stand most of the movie. And then when he did take a stand, it's like, well, of course you should go rescue your son. But you know, then he's burning the guy's train. He's doing all this other stuff. And it just, it it didn't feel, it didn't feel real to me. And, some of my reaction to that is because this is a movie that's what uh, fifty years old. Sixty-five. When was it made? Sixty-five. Years, five. Five, yeah. Five. So, and, and it's about and it's about events that happened a hundred years before they made the movie. 
So some of my, you know, much just more modern reaction to it isn't, isn't really fair to the movie. But on the other hand, the history of what happened in the Shenandoah Valley with Sheridan, General Sheridan burned his way through the valley. I mean, it's horrific, horrific stuff. And they did that to families like this family, burned all the barns, stole all the livestock, burned a lot of the houses, all that kind of stuff. And so, I don't know, I, I felt like it it just it didn't it didn't connect with me in it and i think i would have been more irritated if it wasn't jimmy stewart because yeah, that's know, funny interesting like jimmy stewart yeah. so I, I i found um i found it disappointing but uh i i was also very surprised to find that it was a, a musical that was really interesting too well the did you, became did a you musical feel like you right didn't you didn't like that he wasn't taking a stand against slavery that you you were just kind of more annoyed that he was just kind of in more indifferent to it is that kind of yeah, yeah his his whole thing like they they established really early at dinner that not right, I, I know that they they didn't what they didn't believe but, he, but he's like well you know but we're well this war isn't for us well i mean that's a moral issue. You're not fighting because you think you should take over that country because you want your country to be big. Mm -hmm. It's it's a moral issue. Mm -hmm. And, and, you know, when it comes to spirituality and all that kind of stuff, I mean, people on both sides use God and the Bible to justify both slavery and its abolition. Mm -hmm. I know he's not a religious guy. He's doing it because of his wife. And so it's, it's, it's interesting when you have a movie where someone who's, who's dead before the movie starts looms over the whole story. I thought that was, that felt realistic and interesting and stuff, but I don't know. He just, I I just, when somebody stays neutral, um, when there's a real moral decision, it just, it bothers me when that person's supposed to be the hero, because when he does change in the movie, he doesn't change because he realizes that slavery is wrong or one of the sides is just, he changes because they grab his son. And it wouldn't really have mattered if the union grabbed his son or if the Confederacy grabbed his son. It just, it just irritated. Yeah. There were no good guys. All of them. Everybody came off bad North, South, uh, Federalists, that, that, that scene, the fight, the big, goofy fight scene that happens in the thing. Well, that's, uh, that's, was, that's the whole part they, of the story that, about life behind the lines that I, I just, I think that stuff is terrifying. That's, Cold Mountain is a lot of that. Like people mm. that are left behind and the home guard preys on them or soldiers show up and, and uh, assault you, kill you, all that kind of, like that stuff is very intense. And so that, that part of the movie felt real to me that people would just show up and say, well, we're taking your horses. But well, here's, here's the thing, Drew. Do you think that the, the movie itself, I don't think, approves of the neutrality. Because if you look at it, yeah. the family, although the family tried to stay neutral, they ended up paying a pretty heavy price. Right. Was it three of the kids um, shot or killed, and yeah. one of the women raped and murdered. I mean, they paid a um, off camera. Yeah. Well, you're not going to show this. Wasn't yeah. a Sam Peckinpah film from 19? I didn't know she was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was unclear actually. Yeah. yeah. She was so thin. She didn't look pregnant she didn't. at all. And then all of a oh, sudden. Oh, I know. And all of a sudden she's, she's like, a baby. She's yeah. like, I've got to take her home. Catherine Ross. I mean, her first good. film, nice right? Why her first I film. guess that course it, it worked was. really well. No, I, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I went off the trail. Go ahead, Sean. Keep going. No, no but we I, the same thing. I think that the film, um, the film, I think, takes the stance that, that the neutrality was wrong. And therefore, Jimmy Stewart and his family <coughs> are punished for it. You know, so I, I think I think the um, film had a um, more complicated viewpoint. And I also think if you look at the evolution of films about the Civil War, other than like Birth of a Nation, they're they're all against the Civil War. I mean, they're all they all you know North always wins, you know. But 
in previous films, and it's probably because most of the filmmakers, uh, you know, were um, so had a southern southerners, but um, there was more sympathy towards the um, South. This is a film that had a little more sympathy towards the North than a film that would have been made a ten years earlier. You know, um, well, you sure compared to like Gone with the Wind and its depiction. Of- I don't. I didn't see the sympathy for the North. The North came off as. The South came off looking bad, too. They would have done this for old Virginia. Both of them came off. I mean, the people who raped and murdered the the daughter, the step, I mean, the um, daughter-in-law, I get were Southerners. Well, the Northerners were shooting prisoners in the the water, and the Northerners were... Well, they were escaping. Well, (laughs) okay. Ralph, excuse me one second. I'm going to get out and get back in, because you guys keep freezing on me. I don't know why. Okay. So it must be my internet. So I'm going to kick off and be right back. Well, when you come back, get ready because you get some things. Okay. Yeah, but I think the um, the most heinous crime is the rape and murder of the woman, and that was done by people who seem to be Southern deserters. So right. see, but that's another part of the movie. Like, your son has been taken. Let's leave the whole uh, home essentially undefended. Right. Like, it just... The, the decisions that they made, I, I guess on some level they made sense emotionally, but when they got hit with the reality, like people were like, you know, a, a part of the movie that could have happened that didn't happen, but it would have been realistic if the, the, the Southerners, the Confederates who came to seize his livestock came back 20 minutes later in the movie and had guns and took them. Like there are different things that could have happened, but I, I, I for a while I thought it was going to turn into The Patriot, another movie that I don't like. Which basically, <laughs> we don't have a fight, and then you killed my son, so now it's Death Wish with wigs. And it did- <laughs> but it, um, I don't know. It, it just I, I wanted. I, I felt the I felt the the loss of the the younger generation, but I felt like they they got into trouble because of uh, Jimmy Stewart and his stubbornness. Except you say he paid the price. Except some of them are dead. Yeah. Well, it's like if you look at the movie The Searchers, which mm-hmm. people want to cancel because Wayne's um, John Wayne's character is so like outwardly racist, but at the entire movie disapproves of his racism, and he's right. and at the end of the movie he is not able to live in peace with his family. Right. He's alone. Yeah, he's alone because of his his um, thing. So as though people say, "Oh, the ra- the uh, Searchers is those people who say the Searchers is a racist movie." You know, are there's certainly racism in it, but right. they are missing the text that you know the okay. racism is bad and it prevents him from having the kind of normal life. Right. And I think in this film, it's the same way. Jimmy Stewart's desire for neutrality ends up basically tearing his family. This is I'm amazed. <clears throat> I'm amazed the the way the subtext can take a movie that look okay. Anyway, Wojo and Brad. Uh, it's amazing. No, it's a good. That's a positive thing what you're doing because I, I have a whole different opinion when I watch this. But go ahead, what would you and Brad. What do you guys think? I wanted to like this movie. Why? I really did. Why? Because it had Jimmy Stewart. Because Debbie was all enthused about it. Because I'm not a person who's watched a lot of westerns, so I thought. You know, I want to go in and I really hope I like this movie. And I really did not. And I and I kept trying to figure out, you know, is it, you know, I like Jimmy Stewart, but is it, is it the style of the movie? Is it the music with the movie? Is it the, 
how it was filmed. Is it, you know, and I, I still didn't conclude completely why it just didn't resonate. I don't think it was a bad movie for me. Um, but it wouldn't be one I would watch again. And I, I haven't been able to determine a hundred percent why, you know, I, I'm not sure if it was, um, a generational thing, you know, like Debbie, like maybe a movie I saw when I was 10, you know, would not mean anything to you guys, you know what I mean? Or something like that. I, I just, and, and I kind of agree with Drew, um, that, you know, they weren't, they weren't taking a stand. I, I, I didn't get the whole point of uh, the entire family leaving the farm when a couple of times people having to do with the war came onto their farm. It just seemed right. completely irresponsible. Um, and I thought, what are these like 17 people or okay, like six or eight, why are they all going out? And I didn't like when they burned down the, the when they burned the train, I just thought that was, kind of crappy you know what I mean if they were so I don't know if if, if, it was weird okay because as Debbie has mentioned spirituality and Drew mentioned you know kind of apathy or the or the um, Jimmy Stewart's character basically going through the motions of spirituality but he doesn't take a stand on the war but then when it comes to burning the train, he asks his son-in-law, well, what do you, it's up to you. What are we going to do? And I thought, what, how, it didn't, it didn't fit with the character for me. You know what I mean? It didn't, it seemed like it was, it was a mean, cruel thing to do. And he wasn't getting back at the people who kidnapped his son. Right. You know what I mean? So what, what was the point of it? I, I just... I'm I'm talking in, in, in some circles here because it frustrated me that I couldn't put my finger on, you know, sometimes I'll watch a movie and I'll say, I didn't think the characters were developed or, oh, it was a bunch of crap or I couldn't get into the movie or I didn't. And I, I still don't know 100% why it didn't click with me, but I, I, I did not like the movie. Well, I think I want to say... I- the train part really bothered me a lot too, especially because Jimmy Stewart's character, basically his, his approach was uh, let me work my land. I'll leave you alone. You leave me alone. And then the Mm -hmm. guy who runs the train says to him, essentially, please, this is my job. This is my life. Leave me alone. He doesn't say I'm for this side. I'm for that side. Well, but he was transporting. Yeah, I mean, it was like, so he was, and it was Strother Martin, by the way. That's who Strother Martin, I know, very early. Who was also in the Wild Bunch, right? But right. it seems like I think what I think what you're saying, Wojo, I agree and with you. And Slapshot, that is yeah. that, um, <laughs> is that the train, the the engineer was essentially saying the same kind of thing, like, "Hey, leave me alone. This is my livelihood." And yeah, and but he was transporting prisoners well, to go to the north. The train because it has prisoners. He let the prisoners decide. He like, was a southern train conductor. He was a northern train southern. conductor. No, he was he was southern because he said his train was in the south. He was transporting southern prisoners, and he's a southerner. That's why Stuart, we even contemplating burning it. That's why. Mm-hmm. So I understood that motivation. There's other things I had problems the with, but that had I understood. Control of the trains. That's right. So they won. That's the right, and made him transport. The, had, but know, he did it by choice because he said business food. has been tough. And, and one thing that, that just drove me 
batshit crazy throughout the whole movie as now the emotion comes out. Boy gets kidnapped because he finds a hat and wears it. He did you not see hat. that? Did you not see that well, coming course, from a mile was, away? But, but that's the first thing she said. She said, like, oh, well, we know why he gets taken now. Yeah. Right. I said, you know, moron, put the hat, yeah. take the hat off. Right. What, you can't, you know, you got to wear the hat that you found when you know it's a Southern hat and they're going to kidnap, you know, they're going to. Well, he did have an African-American friend. Well, and Jimmy Stewart or nobody in the family even thought to say, you know, you probably shouldn't wear that around here with soldiers, possibly. Well, the the daughter was getting married to a a captain in the army or something, right? Yeah. Yeah, but on the southern side. That's what I'm saying. A captain in the southern. Yeah. Well, I think the daughter saved the day when they were fighting. Go ahead, Debbie. This movie to the end, because I love this movie. It's about family. And it was a an intensely loving family, hardworking, but you know they they were very quiet, and they weren't um, you know going to take it. You know the father, uh, Charlie Anderson, he didn't he, he always consulted his oldest son, who was killed in the you know in the movie shot in the as face as well as his wife was. So it was like a time when you know they said they don't believe in slavery. They took a stand. They didn't believe in slavery. You know, my family did not believe in slavery. They didn't own slaves. When you're working a farm, it's hard work. And you're working from sunup to sundown. I guarantee you, though. It's a simple life. I'm going to throw Jimmy Stewart or Anderson's words back in his face when he asked his son, do you have any friends that had slaves? They had a lot of friends that had slaves. In yeah, this. Sure. Okay, so I mean, so he's, obviously there's a tacit, you know, agreement that this is going to happen. What Jimmy Stewart, he just didn't want anybody on his land. I tilled this land. All this right. food came from my land. Just stay away from my land. So they they knew what was going on. If you want to, oh, they certainly time. knew what was going on. Yeah, but, but I think in those times that there was a an at- an attachment to. Um, you know, I was reading Ulysses Grant's some memoirs. He's talking about why the war started. And he said it was because of trains and steamships that the average American, you know, of course, this is wrong, Cotton. didn't think about slavery because he never saw them. But once trains and steamships gave fast and, and um, telegraphs linked the country more, everyone, you know, became more concerned about stuff that was going on outside of what they could see immediately. Yeah. You well, know, but I think at the greed. time it was greed to own the slaves. Because then you were producing more. You were making more money, the almighty uh, dollar. So that changed the commerce of it, you know, may may have changed their southern minds into like, hey, this is our business, you know. But Don't his- mess with our business because we're, we're the south. And then it got like, you know, just ugly. And historically, the Shenandoah Valley was settled predominantly by Germans. And um, they Lakers, did not. And they East- did not you know, generally have slaves. It was a very low density of slaves in that area, which is one of the reasons why um, John Brown's decision to hang out at Parper's Ferry after taking the arsenal was insane because there just simply weren't enough, you know, even if he had an uprising. And we should talk about that. Yeah, John Brown, what a crazy man. Another time. Brad, you have like Brad. But he's great. He's he's my hero. He he went nuts because he didn't believe, and I don't believe in, I don't. But let's talk about this film. Yeah. Okay. Brad, do you want to add something before I move? Brad, before you move on to John. I mean, I was, you know, I, I'm not inclined to watch movies like this either. Usually 
Um, honestly, I probably liked it a little more than I expected to, just because I didn't have a high expectation for it. Just because it, and it's nothing against the movie specifically, or just the genre has never been a big appeal to me. Um, I, it, it wasn't bad, but I mean, I, I agree with a lot of the, the problems with you all have with the movie. Um, like I said, I, I like little parts of it. You know, I liked that the you I, liked it more than I did. Yeah, probably so. I like I liked that the daughter was the one that had to save the day when, during the fight. When Barbara McIntyre. But the yeah. shotgun, she's yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, she came in and was, you know, a badass. Um, but, uh, you know, I like little things. I, I did like the little prayer at the beginning, praying and then saying, yeah, even though I did everything, you know. Uh, <laughs> oh, he did the voice. I knew he was going to get the voice out there. I knew it. You're, you're, you're yeah, going to pray. You're, you're going to pray. Yeah. Pass the biscuits. <laughs> boy. Awesome. Boy. 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 <laughs> Yeah, that was a little bizarre too. That right. the boy was yeah, going. Brad looked that up on um, IMDb and he turned to me during the movie and said, You know what that kid's name is? And I said, boy. What? He said, It's huh. boy. <laughs> but um, but I didn't honestly think that the movie, I mean, they talked about slavery at the beginning, where you know how they felt about slavery, and you know, they, they obviously they all were against it. And but kind of after that, they're really slavery really didn't come into into play. I mean, like you said, I mean, most of it was that they were except going after, that his friend finally was free. It was and free. Right. Long conversation right. with the daughter about you just go do whatever you want. He ends up right. in the army, whatever. But yeah, most did. Yeah. There's he a did lot of tonal, lots of tonal shifts in this film. Yeah, yeah. I think it but, started um, off one way. It's Jimmy Stewart, so you're going to uh, John. Any it, thoughts, John Quattrucci? Oh, it's Quattrucci. Yeah, I've got, I've got some thoughts. Yes. Okay. Um, you got a minute. So, so, oh, I get a minute. Okay. So, uh, I kind of felt like Wojo. Debbie, you and I have similar tastes in movies. So I, I've never seen this and I love Jimmy Stewart. So, uh, I still love Jimmy Stewart. I thought he was the shining light in this thing. I like the fact that, um, well, this tells you how I thought about the movie. I started to pay attention to all the people who was kind of their first film. Uh, you know, Roscoe P. Coltrane from, uh, Dukes yep. of Hazzard, yeah. Denver oh, Pyle, Two of them, two of them. Uh, there. Catherine Ross, Glenn Corbett from Star Trek, who played the eldest son. So when you're doing that, that means you're not into the movie. And I'm not going to be as in depth as you guys all describe this movie. I found yeah, this movie incredibly boring. And as I was watching it, I was distracted by a bird flying by and I started <laughs> doodling. I could not get into this picture. The tonal shifts, that fight scene was like seven brides for seven brothers. And the last 20 minutes, it turned into this dark, everybody dies, spoiler alert. So that took me by surprise. And then the the boy walking in at the end, nobody saw that one coming. Right. And, and the, the little scene that they had when he was injured and the, and the little black kid is, is rescuing him. And that one tear that comes down his eye, which looked totally real and not a drop of glycerin. I was like, wow, this is just like it. Uh, and then the opening scene when they showed that stock footage, it, it looked like stock footage. So I knew it wasn't from the film. So I'm like, wow, that's kind of it's interesting. Scr- it was a little scratchy. Yeah. And so for me, I just, I wasn't invested in it. I, 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 I that's the only word I can use to describe it is I found it boring. And, and the biggest tonal shift was when the nice guy's going over to the well and he's smiling and all of a sudden he stabs Patrick Wayne and it's a dark yeah. close up and he's got that evil look on his face. I'm like, what the hell just happened in this movie? And I, so I, I just, and I love Jimmy Stewart. I love him. And I, I did actually like him in this. I just, it, the movie, it, I just couldn't get into it at all. I was you think so, you'd like it better as a musical? Um, 
Maybe. I mean, the guy who played uh, the lead was John Cullum from uh, Northern Exposure. He was also in 1776. I like him. But uh, uh, this movie just did, it was just so, the tonal, uh, the tone of it was just so weird. It was so all over the place. And I know it was made during Vietnam, so they got to take certain stances. I'll tell you what I did like. There were no, there were no uh, black hats and white hats, right? Everybody was kind of, you know, there were no distinct good guys and bad guys. The that family, I did like. Family, the family. I did like that. They didn't take a side that way, you know. Like George Kennedy's character was very sympathetic to the yeah. father yeah. when he tried to get the kid back. I, I thought that was that was interesting the way yeah. they did that. I didn't expect that, but it, I just found it boring. I just found this movie. And, and one other thing, Sean, when you say friendly persuasion is a, a Tony Perkins film, I would argue that and say it's a Gary Cooper film. But that's me. Well. Well, you well I've always been a little more feeling in line with Tony Perkins, particularly in Psycho. <laughs> wow, that's true. That's true about that. But I wanted to like this, Debbie. I just, I just found it boring. And everything I, I you say just, about it, I understand. I don't, I don't um, get it because I thought this was – I still say – I'll defend it again. I love this movie. It has so much inside things going on. And this is because I'm a very strange person. <laughs> And, and I'll tell you how. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. But I, um, <clears throat> this is a weird thing about me. I come and no, I don't, 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 don't. I come from a really strange thing I, in my life. I've always had to be the hardest worker. Like if there was stuff to be done, I had to get in there and do it. You know what I mean? At the end of the day, I had to be do, doing the most work. And to the point was crazy, you know, like, uh, hey, other, and my husband will verify this. He said, let other people do work. You don't have to do all the work. Why do you have to do all the work? I would take, like, we'd get a half an hour break for lunch, and I would take 20 minutes. You know what I mean? We'd get, like, a 15-minute break. I would take 10 and get, you know, be the last one to leave. I'd be working still. But anyway... Where does that come from? What was that? My family, Sean did the tree, and I wasn't. I, I come from a family that was indentured servants. A man finally, he was here when he was, I don't know, in his youth. He was sold he on finally, the auction block in Virginia, just like a slave. And he would have his freedom eventually. He finally had his freedom when he was eighty-six. Yeah. So that's wow. a DNA thing about me, and I've always wondered about slavery. When I cut the grass, sometimes. I think I mentioned this be the last time or to you guys, you know, I um, think about being in the heat in the summertime in Maryland, you know, you're cutting mm-hmm. the grass so hard. You're in heat. What'd you say? She's in heat. In you know, the it's so hot to cut the grass. I thought it was shit on. I, I'm sorry. I apologize. It was the pigtails. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. It's just like the hard, you know, like you're working. You hard. know what? Here's what's funny My about mind that. mind takes me back to think about slavery, how hard that must have been to be a slave. But that doesn't sound okay. boring. That's the same okay? joke like you guys did last week. Look, last two minutes ago, I mean, last in the effect section. Right. Okay. Well, yeah. Debbie, I appreciate that. But this movie sucked. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. And I, it, it, it's wait, 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 wait. No, no, no. It's my turn. No. Can no. I ask a question, Ralph? I have a question for you, Mr. Podmaster. Please. What was better? This or Spitfire Grill? That's the question. I would take Spitfire Grill. I would take Spitfire Grill. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to take this over Spitfire Grill. Let me, let me just, I'll just, let me Spitfire Grill annoy me. Jimmy Stewart, Jimmy Stewart, you immediately think the film is going to be a Jimmy Stewart thing. So you right. want to root for it, right? Right. 
I wish I had seen it. You guys know I've been married a few times, right? No. no. Yeah. What? <laughs> Please. I wish I had seen this. I wish I had seen this when I was in my youth. Oh, because of all the marriage advice. Because the homespun <laughs> marriage advice. There was a lot of that. Was just so enlightening. Yeah, there was a lot of that. Explaining me how a woman, what, what women are all about. I yeah. wish I had known that. Also, <laughs> watching Jimmy Stewart make his own cigars. I yeah. thought was yeah. quite nice. I have to say that annoyed me a little bit throughout he the movie. Was he was so always mad sucking about on that. that. He was cigar like, sticking in the pocket. Lit for God's but as sake. a film, as a film, as a film, as we talked about, the tone jumps back and forth. I don't know who the good guys are, who the bad guys are. All of them are bad because Jimmy Stewart made some terrible decisions in this film, and and his whole family got killed because of those decisions. Well, his whole family. No, that's a lot of half the family got killed. Yeah, but kid gets shot in the face. One gets stabbed in the gut. (laughs) One gets shot in the leg. Limps back in. Anyway, the movie was awful. It it went on forever. I thought you said a minute, an hour and ten. I'm like, oh my god. Ralph, don't mince with words. What do you really think? I didn't like it, and I try. You know, Jimmy Stewart. You just immediately. You guys are all wrong. I, that's fine. That's why we oh, do have to say something too at the you know very what? end when the boy but, comes in. Okay. Yeah. They have gotten him medical anybody. attention. Yeah. Like they didn't <laughs> seem very concerned that he was very injured. Brad said, "No, they they spent the whole movie looking for boy, and now he's now like was that a priest? That Don't priest give was, him any medical that boy was attention. so cute. That boy oh, he's still he in was, love with that kid. Can I say something here? Please now, do. listen. You you guys all come from families." I had two younger brothers. I loved my baby brother. I loved him. If if he got lost somewhere, we the whole family would go. Look way, I understand what you said. We uh, there were five in my family. You saying if I lost my little sister, I wouldn't care? Yeah. No. 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 I go after him. I go after him. If it's a boy or a girl, the youngest child. One more question. One more for the youngest child. Wait, Ralph. Indiana Jones has a question. Before we move on to this thing. We'll move on to the next one. <laughs> Catherine Ross. Ugh. When did she show her pregnancy in this film? I they did showed not see There that. was one scene you could see a little bump. You could see it. Really? She was profiled. Yeah. 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 You could. I thought she just had a stomach ache early in the Yeah, movie. that came out of nowhere. Yeah. yeah. Just saying. It occurred to me. Yeah. yeah. Well, she of course, was, I have anyway. to be. She was wearing it long. And by the way, the best scene in the film is that like scene it, where the guy walks up the stairs and that, that sword is hitting against the steps. Yeah. Ugh. That yeah. was. I hated what was going to, and we knew it was going to happen. It's all right. What's funny, because Debbie says she knew, she had no idea when she saw that film at 10 what was happening, but it was really. It wasn't good. That's the same thing. She knew it wasn't good. That's the same thing that happened with the clue. So it affects, I understand that. Well, Debbie, I Wait, wait. Drew, Drew wants to say something. Debbie, Debbie, I prefer this movie to, to Spitfire Grill. Thank you, Drew. Uh, it does. I, it does have one thing I hated about the movie, and that's not just this movie. It's the thing of how they made these westerns for a million years. I hate the way they threw all the animals on the ground, tripping the horse. Yeah. That, that upset uh, me was, a lot. In fact, I, I said, yeah. I said to Brad yeah. during not that the movie was boring. Yeah. That yeah, but those said, guys were jumping up and grabbing yeah, people. Exactly. I understand that's that's okay. how they fought that, back then. It's quickly, not everybody, really quickly. It's quickly, not unrealistic, yeah. but you're making one a final, movie. One final plea. One uh, final plea, may no, I say. Okay. One go final for it. close. It's and not going to work. Then go for it. If we get any viewers, please make a comment that you love this movie. Yeah. I lied to Now, everybody. It might take you three days to watch it because you'll be falling asleep. I'm going to go around the horn quickly. Yippee-ki-yay, yippee-ki-yay. Drew, what do you got? Yippee-ki-yay. I didn't care for you. Wojo, Brad. Nay. John. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs> Debbie, Sean. 
Yay. Yeah, I, you know, I think... Um, uh, that's it. That's all uh, we said. Sean's going to backtrack now. <laughs> okay. All right. Now we move on to the next part. Now, Debbie, you move on. You Debbie's the winner. Now, here's what we're going to do. We've got to pick the next two contestants. Spin we're gonna do the it. wheel. Spin the wheel <laughs> of, of randomness. Here we go. Oh, look at that. Oh, I get 50 cents. Ralph comes up. Brad, all right. A new face. Next. Brad. Brad and Sean. Oh, oh, that's all right. Awesome. All right, yeah. Drew won't be saying anything next week. <laughs> next, <laughs> the next step is the genre. Category. The genre. Oh, pick a good go. genre for Brad. I want to pick a good one for Brad. Come this on, is where Brad. It gets fun. Brad. Brad. And here we go. Come on. Pre nineteen thirty. Big money. No way. <laughs> Brad, pick slap shot. Pick slap shot, Brad. Right, that'll be a good one. All right, so there we go. It's Wojo. No, I'm sorry. It's Brad, Brad. Debbie, and Sean again. Yeah. Yep. Sports yep. films. Yep. Awesome. Can we, can I was we, moving on. You are. No, you you oh, won. So it's Sean and Brad against you. You got three of you. Bring the film next time. Can we bring a sports movie that we've already brought before? Yes, please. Oh. No. Yes, you can. Sean, Not if you pick slap shot, I'm telling you right now, it's going to win. I'm just telling you now. That's going to win. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was good. So, yeah. Uh, the three winners. See you guys next week. Excellent. All right. Good genre, sports movies. Could yeah, and remember, anything? subscribe because this is new. This is a new format we have. So, subscribe, share it, hit the oh, notification yeah. button. And People are going to love this. If you please. like Shenandoah, let Debbie know. Uh, we need to, we need to build her back up. Please love it. Okay. Down, love so. it for Debbie's sake. Okay. Even though it's right. boring. All right, everybody. <laughs> Have a safe week, and we'll see you on the next one. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, Indy. Bye, folks. Bye.